Hey guys, we had a few folks mention that a portion of this episode didn't originally post properly, so I'm here to let you know that if you're hearing this, the issue has been resolved, and you're listening to the complete episode now. A lot of work goes into putting this show together, so we appreciate you guys' patience, and thanks for letting us know that there was an error. Hey out there, knuckle buddies, pals, amigos, what have yous. Nick here to check in real quick with a few pregame notes. First, and most significantly, go check out our friends at the Brain Adventures podcast. They just dropped a new actual play campaign arc featuring none other than our very own Mikey. The arc itself revolves around a shopping mall that's been sucked into the depths of hell itself. The first couple of episodes are out now and absolutely hilarious. Second of all, if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and give a rating and a review. Well, to us and them, but to us. We don't have any reviews as of this record. I'm shocked and stunned. And actually not really surprised at all. I'm pretty bad about leaving reviews myself, so I get it. And lastly, don't forget to check out our Patreon where you can help support the crew and maybe get some cool stuff out of the deal yourself. Thanks for hanging out with us, and if you want to skip right to the action, you can head for right about the 6 minute 30 second mark. I'll talk to you guys soon. Previously on Knucklebutts. The Butts, after finishing off the acting mayor of Kresha, who happened to be a malevolent doppelganger, rooted around her office and learned some interesting information. It would seem the acting mayor was working for someone called Rom, who was hiding in a mine outside of town somewhere. In Rom's letter, they mentioned that the quote-unquote pits are filling up. Interesting. Oh, and we also found an interesting bronze figure on a decaying Delanian's corpse found in the mayor's pit trap, upon whose body... They also found a pouch of 69 gold pieces. Nice, 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 nice. After a fair bit of contemplation, the butts decide that it's time to meet back up with Pops and get out of Dodge. After all, they have a job to do. Pops leads them back through the labyrinthian tunnel systems back to home where he asks Galtier to bang a pipe on the metal grate floor and he whistles, summoning a dragon turtle from the waters below. Dragon turtle! Bone boys, Scalades, osteo NBs, trans taluses, chitin kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between. Welcome back to Knuckle Bones. I think it's called Kunkle Bones. <laughs> Kunkle Butts? Ooh, Kunkle Butts. Kunkle Butts is Uncle good. Kunkle. Welcome to our rebranding. It sounds like one of those fucking nicknames that you get like in your within your family that then somebody says and you're just there with like your partner and three friends at a Thanksgiving. You have to be like, OK, so Conkle Butts is this thing where when I was okay, so when I was like six, <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, whatever, dude, it sounds crazy. It that's doesn't matter. That, We're going to call you that regardless. Yeah. That's the thing that you say, like. At, like as you're walking up to the door, you're like, "Oh shit!" Um, okay, so everyone's gonna call me Uncle Butt, and I just want to <laughs> let you Uncle know, Uncle Butt. <laughs> yeah, this goes back years, uh, so just roll with it. Um, I would prefer if you call me Max uh, during the night, but everyone else is gonna call me Uncle Butt. So, well, hello, Uncle Butt. Can I tell you guys something terrifying that happened to me today? And when I was thinking about this, like this may have happened to me previously, and I might have shared it recently as well. But you saw Matt's nips. It's not that glorious, hey, actually. It's more of a shameful thing. I smashed my forehead with a hammer today in the most spectacular fashion, 
and I have had a raging headache ever since. Concussion, you hit maybe. yourself in the head with a hammer? With, yes. Uh, oh, Nick, on like a, like on, a, on a rebound or just like a full like bounce? A new oh, it was a rebound. It was, okay. it was amazing. I just want to clarify to everybody here, Nick is in charge of his job site. <laughs> and this motherfucker... He's hitting himself I, in the face with I a hammer. I swung my hammer and I missed what I was hitting, and it like my knuckle hit the hit the wood, and the hammer flew off, hit the plywood on the other side of the two by, and ricocheted <laughs> off the back of the wall oh and <laughs> bounced back and hit me in the head. I couldn't believe it. Full on cartoon bullshit. I was stunned how's for a your, second. How's at, your like, knuckle? <laughs> speaking <laughs> of my knuckle bones. My knuckle's fine. No, like, like no damage there. It's mostly my head, which I guess I don't use <laughs> nearly as much. But I mean, I, the I, good thing is that there's not much to lose. So yeah, sh shake it up a little bit. Shake it up. Your hands are your livelihood. Your head—that's bonus. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know what I think it was just really painful. I did not enjoy it. Like zero out of ten. So what? What is that like? Uh, <clears throat> minus two wisdom uh, advantage on resistance to charm or something <laughs> no i think that's i think that's fully like my like negative dexterity negative dex oh definitely yeah i mean i definitely yeah, stumbled around across a the bit. board yeah yeah one minus one con minus one dex minus one wisdom in, immunity to psychic damage like minus one have nothing, nothing's getting in there minus one to charisma inexplicably but with yeah. nick you know a little loopy adds to the flavor everyone's just like oh honey are you? Oh, are, honey. Can I help you? Oh, honey. Everyone's just prone to helping you more. I like that idea. I could go for more help, I think. The part of this I find funny, I've swung a hammer a few times. Not nearly as many as you, I would assume, but I've done a lot of, like, Renault work. Uh, I know what you're talking about. There's certain services, plywood being an obvious one, that you get a little blowback, and that thing could come back pretty quick. But yep. the way in which you line up a hammer strike <laughs> is almost always assuming that that might happen. <laughs> Well, look, I mean, sometimes like, you don't have a choice. Did, sometimes did you, you got to get in there at a weird a crazy, angle. Did you make oh, a crazy angle yeah, no. on the bounce? Or, were, or was this just an ill-advised move that you thought you'd just pull off? Uh, look, it was certainly ill-advised, obviously. we've all done those. <laughs> I watched my stepdad stand over. Um, this is a complicated thing, but we were making um, molds to pour concrete in. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I think it was just the excess materials we had. We made the walls of it out of plywood, but we um, the bracing we were doing out of these like thin... Um, sheet metal c-beam type things uh and i said that was taking a weird angle and while i was telling him like hey make sure you line the nail gun to go straight or else that nail might not penetrate and the one that i did had like curved and bounced back he shot it into it it bent at a 90 degree angle flew back at him like a boomerang and went into his knee <laughs> and then he grabbed it to pull it out but the nail was like this so the direction he pulled was not the direction to pull it out <laughs> And, and it was, fish you know, when like, you know, when like your brain's way farther ahead than your mouth is, I, I think what I said was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? and what I was trying to say was like, hey, I've seen several of these that bends at this weird angle. So probably don't pull the right. Like, <laughs> and, uh, the look of terror on Max's face right now is priceless. <laughs> when he realized that I'll never forget, he popped it out finally. And it just a gout of like clear joint fluid came out, which is way worse than blood. Uh, and then he just like my my very very uh, tough army ranger stepdad like fucking flexed his knee a couple times and he's like, all right, well let's uh, just shoot this other nail in. And it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? 
No. I have I have almost the worst like reaction to pain. My my pain tolerance is very high, but my reaction is like an instant gasp of air of like, and then just oh, I yeah. hold my breath for a second to like, uh, I just have to like focus. And then I realize that I haven't been breathing for like 15 seconds or 20 seconds. And then I start to get lightheaded and dizzy. And that's kind of you always been my well reaction. Blood, though. Well, I, well I've learned that that's because of that reaction. Like that's my reaction to like getting stabbed or getting my blood drawn or something. It's like a gasp of air, which <laughs> is mean, like, sure? it doesn't hurt. <laughs> are you sure the lightheadedness isn't the result of hitting your dome with a hammer? <laughs> no, 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 no. This, it's been Can someone consistent. give me a heads, uh, thumbs up when the nightmares are over? <laughs> I fully pulled out my headphones a while ago. I need a thumb. I need, okay. You can come back in. Come so back. anyways, there was anyway, blood everywhere. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was coming. Same fucking joke. I love it. Meanwhile, back in the sewers, misty water falls to the floor of the dingy makeshift tent community of home as Gordon, the young dragon turtle, slowly inches closer to the grate where Pop stands. His head slowly and carefully turns towards you four, Strangers, you know he's thinking. He gazes and looks back at Pops. He blows more misty water at Pops, who's now soaked with sewer water. And Pops looks to you guys, wiping water from his eyes. I think he's trying to say he would like something shiny and valuable. Oh, oh my. Well, yes, of course. Uh, Gaultier will um, scrounge up the coin that we have been uh, sort of told that we were supposed to bring. While this is happening, when when Pops turns around to address the group, he sees Babitha and Bullet both wide-eyed, mouths agape, and even on his normally expressionless face, you can tell <laughs> that Bullet is grinning. Him and Tabitha <laughs> are just emanating pure delight right now. And they're just st stunned speechless with glee as they stare at <laughs> Gordon, the incredible beast before them. Uh, Nick, while Gautier is gathering up money, and I think um, also what Michael just described, like do we know what the fuck a dragon turtle is? Like, is this a thing that any, any of us could have seen? Or is this like a legendary creature we might have heard of? Or is this, we fully are just out of context here. I feel like Babatha would know if it exists in this world, but if it's like shocking. I mean, I kind of thought of it as like, Liza was shocked that it was there. Like, this is a thing that like, uh, yes. I figured is. That's it's, the follow-up. Like, also, do they normally live in a fucking sewer? Yeah. <laughs> Question like, mark? The, the idea of dragon sewer... Dragon sewer. <laughs> sewer dragon. Dude, dragon sewer <laughs> sounds like my new favorite band. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, sewer. I'm really into this new uh, hardcore metal band called Dragon Sewer. Uh, hey, we're fucking dragon sewer. We're in a play. Watery grave. <laughs> 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 the the I mean, notion I, unironically i would love that shit the notion of a dragon turtle in a sewer yeah it's pretty bizarre but i mean looking at the grate and like the size of this chamber itself it definitely 
you know, there's definitely room for a, a dragon turtle down there. Um, certainly surprising that it's there. The notion of dragons does exist, so there is the, you know, the likelihood that you've read about them or seen them, but they are, you know, typically very rare and they don't interact a lot with people. Um, would they... So I, I'm asking these questions to inform sort of Galtier's behavior here. I think he probably is fairly well-read, not in like a bestiary sort of way, but in a like, you know, he had to have a certain level of education, right? So he doesn't probably get the magical shit about them. Would he feel like the proper thing to do is to sort of like treat them as a beast or, or to more like a legendary dragon of story and treat them like a, a peer? That's a really good question. I mean... I think that you're you need to inform Galtier as to how he thinks of dragons, right? You're gonna hear the same stories okay. that that we would hear in our world about dragons, you know. So like, how would you react to a dragon if you saw one? It would be for me personally, I'd be like, "That's a giant monster, and it could eat me." I am terrified, right? I'm not thinking like, "Oh, they're intelligent beings that can communicate and just want some money or something." Like, that's a terrifying creature. Okay, I think Galtier will approach with. He'll, I think I don't know if I'm holding on to the gold or not, but I'll get it <laughs> from whoever has it if I don't have it. <laughs> and um, he'll make sort of a he'll do a classic fucking Dejamo move right here and make a big show of like walking over. Uh, well, now, of course, it is excellent to meet your acquaintance, Master Turtle. Uh, I believe your name is uh, Sir Gordon. Uh, we were told by our friend Pops here that uh, perchance we could invoke some of your services for a bit of coin. Uh, and I will sort of like proffer it up to him in a um, very much like visiting a foreign court sort of uh, attitude. Liza is fully treating this thing like a bazooka that could go off at any point. <laughs> it's like, this is, this was, I don't know about you guys. This was not on my top 700 list for things that would take us to a place we need to go. I just want to say... You didn't have dragon turtle on your transportation bingo card. No, right. not at all. This thing could kill me with its left toe. I, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm. I will. I will ride, but I will be. Butthole will be tight for an entire ride. Pop, pop's darling. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I just thought for a second that we may be just playing some sort of um, tax in order to get passage, but. Uh, we going to ride the dragon turtle? Is that? Is that what's Sl happening? He, he, he looks at Pops. Babitha and it's just, he slowly gets a big fat grin on his face. <gasps> oh, you sneak. How could you keep such a secret from me? Ah, we're going to have a talk about that when I get back. Oh, oh yeah, I hope we I, do. Oh, my. <laughs> now, now. Cast all illusions aside, Gordon is a rather friendly dragon turtle, and, well, I hesitate to say that we are friends, but as long as he gets his shiny valuables, he helps us. Liza, now, now, Master Gautier. Liza's going to immediately turn and just go, you consider this fucker your friend? And I turn to the dragon turtle to ask about Pops. <laughs> oh my god just like okay I you can get understand a... uh, business relationship but friend okay you get, you get a full like <sighs> and like a sp spray of water as he just like splashes down now you're so 
soaking yeah, wet. Not as well. a single one of us speaks draconic, huh? I do not speak water splashing, so I don't know what you just said. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pops Pop says, "Now, Master Gaultier, simply why yes, th- throw the tacks, if you would, into the water. It'll float down to wherever he keeps it. He'll retrieve it on his own time. In the meantime, Gordon, they would like to go. Correct me if I'm wrong. To where you took Willow." And to to this, Gordon turns towards you guys, and his head kind of goes sideways and straight. He's just kind of like bobbing his head around a little bit. Gaultier, you think that he's waiting for some money? Well, of course, Gordon. And uh, I will just chuck the gold into the sewer water, and then uh, as it's flying through the air, he spritzes it with water and lets it all come down at the same time. It looks cool misty rainbows of prisms of light gold flying through the air gordon like follows it down as it as it sinks in the water for just a second like you can see him go down and he just like turns in a full circle and then pops right back up and this guy's a pretty big turtle dragon sized perhaps yeah yeah certainly i mean he's not a he's not an old turtle from the looks of it um, but he's definitely gigantic and can certainly carry the weight of you four. Liza's going to just regard the dragon turtle and just like really fearfully just say, You know of men named Yuga. He just growls. He's kind of it's almost like a purr that he does while he's looking at you. He just blinks un- unknowingly. It seems we have reached impasse. I ride you. <laughs> I ride you. I ride you. So, so yeah, Pops like picks up one of these grates, and Gordon is probably a six or eight foot drop under these grates, and he's been like stretching his neck out to get closer to you guys as you're interacting. The grate is open, and for clarification's sake, do you all jump on Gordon? Babitha and Blep absolutely approach the the edge before we go to jump on. Babitha gives a deep curtsy. Blep, for the first time, uh, takes off his hat and gives a deep bow uh, and puts his hat back on. And the two what does of them his head look like? Hop on. <laughs> <laughs> what does Blep's head look like? It's, Asking the tough just, question. It's just another face in, under there. <laughs> It's another it's another smaller hat. Yes, it's actually <laughs> He's got many many He's many, a man of many hats. Man of many he, many hats. So they I all fit together. It's just going to be like a Voldemort face just like underneath. Um, yeah, Gothier will also keep up the sort of like um you know sort of like honor honorific respect language um and hop down and he will um he will attempt whether anyone accepts it or not to like hop down and then do the sort of like uh, gentlemanly thing and help everyone down onto Gordon's back. Except very for nice. Except this for is, his his back is like it's you know, this dragon turtley spiky shell that's yeah, you know what a dragon turtle shell looks like, obviously. Um, yeah, it looks it's like full Bowser. of these like <laughs> Yeah, exactly like <laughs> Bowser. This guy's Bowser. Um, so it has these like sharp ridges and and um, like spikes, yeah, all over the place. But as you guys, I want you as to you describe like mundane creatures this way, 
Like the next time we see a horse, you're like, it's it's got horsey features. It's got like a horse body <laughs> and horse if legs. If you saw and one, you'd understand what it is, and you'd be like, oh yeah, that's a horse. Like if you if you 100 percent know what the thing I'm describing looks like already, then it looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm getting, what, what I'm hearing from you guys is you understand what it looks like. Um, I mean, I'm just imagining uh, Bowser with um, <laughs> a baseball cap on. He's got a Phillies cap on. Yeah, the name Gordon also makes me think he's actually a giant mechanical version of whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the team of Japanese scientists from, I guess, the 50s or 60s operating a computer bank that's the size quick, of the whole room. Quick, move yeah. his left foot. Now move his right. We're going in circles. You have to start moving. So you guys are able to find a safe place to sit um, and moving around, lowering each other down and like looking to where you want to be. You can kind of walk around, you know, you're, you're stepping gently on, on Gordon's back and you find these spots to sit and there's handholds that almost feel well-worn into some of the less jagged and dangerous areas of the shell. Sort of gives you guys the impression that Pops and Pops and the crew probably hang out with Gordon a fair bit. Liza's not having fun. This is not good. Babitha and Bleth look like they just got on a roller coaster for the first time, and they're both equal parts excited and terrified, but mostly excited. So not Liza, equal at all. Liza's fully like they're getting on a roller coaster that they never wanted to get on. <laughs> Galtier is doing uh, the closest approximation on the back of a turtle that you can to that scene in Titanic where you have their arms out at the front of the boat. <laughs> oh my God. He is. <laughs> He is frankly too into this. Now, this is, this is an incredible experience. I don't understand why you would be so melancholy, dear Liza. We're here on, a, on the back of a good, beautiful friend. That could kill us at any moment. So what I'm actually hearing is when you say that you're having that Titanic moment with your arms outstretched, is that you and Liza are having that Titanic moment <laughs> wherein you come up behind them and, and gently Babitha. take their their hands because they're, you know, obviously nervous and you, you lift them to their feet and you stretch out their arms and the sun I starts to set. I absolutely did not and consent the wind to this. Blows. And Babitha and Blep are doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I did not say you could touch the small of my back. Hey, that is un not good. Unlike Jack, Gondier respects women. Okay, <laughs> not a girl. Don't, don't fucking paint me at all. I'll just change my face mid painting and fuck you on <laughs> the artistic representation of myself. Draw so... me like one of your Astervalian girls. He understands every word that you're saying, and don't let him pretend that he can't. He's got a hard head. This one seems like he's got the hard fucking back as well. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a dragon turtle. I mean, he's kind of beaky. You'd think the beak would be kind of hard, at least. You're probably going to want to hold your breath for the first 15 seconds. Fuck. <gasps> well, now, when you say hold your breath... <laughs> Gordon plunges down into the water. Does Gordon speak Thieves Can't? <laughs> Gordon plunges down Excuse into this. Excuse me, you didn't answer the question. Does Gordon <laughs> Do you try? I'm just going to say, Liza's just going to be like, I just want us to understand each other. 
Gordon plunges under the surface of the water. There's a big splash. Pops gets even more wet. And you guys, he swims straight down for a solid five seconds, ten seconds. And you can see, like, at the bottom of this central chamber in capital H home, there's just, like, gold and silver and all sorts of different gems and rubies and, like, plates of china and just, like... All sorts of random stuff that people have dropped down as pile in a pile as payment to to Gordon for his services, and he plunges down towards this this horde of his, and then straightens back out and shoots straight out through a tunnel that goes forward and up from the bottom of this pit, leading out of home, out of this giant one thousand gross Swayze size chamber. A truly meaningless measurement. <laughs> I think you understand, though. You guys burst up, back up into the air, and he just, he swims so quickly through this sewer system. Like this is his, this is Gordon's home. It's a place he's obviously very familiar with. Liza, put your hands in the air. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of hands in your air. You guys hang on for dear life as this dragon turtle, no, keep going, as this dragon turtle (laughs) hurdles itself against this wall and that, and he's pushing off of one and pushing off the other to make these turns, and every now and then he's plunging you back underwater, almost just for the fun of it. You can tell he's just having such a good time swimming around. He's quickly changing direction, and occasionally he just growls really, really loud. As if, like, like he's roar. warning you. Almost like a roar, one could say. As if, in warning, before he dips under these rusted old portcullises that you guys can see were once separating the, the sewers of Kresha that now are defunct and probably not operating. Um, the water, by the way, of this sewer system runs from the Two Stones River uh, that feeds the whole city. So for the most part, this water is fairly clean, aside from immediately next to a a drainage or something like that where it gets pretty dirty but for the most part this is straight river water that they've redirected down underneath the city um and then just crushing it through these sewers he's turning and going under the water and coming back up and then after a time he just roars louder than before and you guys all take this deep breath knowing that means he's about to go underwater and he dives almost as deep as when you guys first started, straight down. And then with this incredible speed, he goes through a tunnel and you can feel you can feel him swimming harder and faster and harder and faster. And just with this speed and force, he breaks the surface, completely leaving the water just for a second. And then he just kind of stops. And you guys find yourself in this completely enclosed, ancient stone-built dam. There's some strange steel water wheels that churn in a few places that power something that you can't see. Hums loudly inside this dam. And before you know it, you're picking up speed again. 200 yards, 300 yards across this open space in this giant dam. And he roars again. 
plunges back under the water on the far side and back out the other. He just pops up. And now you're finding yourselves in this very large and very quickly moving river that empties, you can see, into a large lock off to the northeast of Kresha. Like a Loch Lomond or like a Loch Ness? Or is this like a lock? Like a... Oh, I like your question. Can I answer it? Maybe. This is a place known as Mistfolk Lock. L-O-C-H. After the first time we fully leave the water, however brief, to the remainder of the end of the journey, whether we're above or underwater, all you guys hear from the front of the shell is, completely different responses to this thing with Liza just going fuck in the back and then yeah. in the front. so as you guys are coming down this this outflowing pipe from this dam behind you with Kresha behind you you see the edge of this thick forest maybe it's an offshoot of the ash forest itself you're not quite sure you're right at the border of where that might be this forest lines the shores and goes up this big hill. But it's not a hill. But it's not a mountain either, you see. What you see covered in evergreens and moss is Kresha Dome to the northeast. Maybe 15-minute ride or so with the flow of the river with Gordon swimming at a leisurely pace now. You guys slowly and almost calmly pass the transition from river to lock. And you find yourselves in this calm, doesn't feel like it's flowing, body of water. Is the lock, I'm trying to get the geography here, is the lock part of this, or is it the part that's been sort of dammed up and diverted? Or does the lock come before the diversion into the sewer for the city? So so these rivers have been diverted um, to flow through Kresha Dome, and now you're probably back on, like, the lock is going to meet back up with the main river, but there is a large body of what feels like unmoving water. Gotcha. So this okay. it's so big that you don't feel the flow of it. But this is this is a naturally occurring thing, not a structure yeah. that's part of this other dam or whatever. Right, going right, on. right. Okay. This is all all natural. So the water is flowing through Kresha and out the the. This is one of the exits um, from basically their sewer system that that comes over in this direction. And this large body is flowing, but it's so big that it's mostly a pool. Do we see any signs of other people as we are leaving this? As we're like leaving Kresha and getting into the the river and the lock? So behind you and then back to the west is sort of the direction where Kresha proper is. So this particular offshoot probably would not be populated, but if you headed towards the west at all, you'd probably find a place where there are people uh, that would hang out on the riverbank or something. And yeah, there's there's a boat or two way off in the distance if you're looking really close. Gordon, how close can you get us to Crush a Dome? Very insightful. He looks back at you, Babitha. He turns his head as close. You can see one eye glaring at you. And then you see him look up ahead, and he's kind of pointing. The lock itself curves a little bit from the northwest towards the north and then you can see that there's maybe it looks like a peninsula or something and you can see that he's pointing towards that peninsula that's probably 
three hours float or so from where you guys are. That would be lovely if you've got time. I, I don't know, does that does that cost us extra? I mean, Bleb is a, is a strong swimmer, but the rest of us... Boy, I wish somebody spoke Draconic, huh? Hey man, I offered up Thieves Can't, and you shot that down real <laughs> quick. That's on you. <laughs> Gordon swims out into the large body of water at this point. Roll perception. Damn, mounds. Oh shit, that's actually pretty good. 16. Whoa. 14. No. Uh, dirty 20. Yeah. Caught. Hold on, Blip is going to make a look here. That's a 15 for Blip. Wow. Oh, wow. We never uh, got a, a full rest after um, the fight with the mayor, did we? Interesting. You guys did no. get a short rest, I'm pretty sure. I did run... Mm -hmm. I did sprint through the city screaming about... Uh, what is that? Get fucked up a clock? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. That did happen. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we, we short rested, but we have not long rested, so we are probably not doing great. I literally have nothing available to me as a spellcaster or bard. Well, then it, it may be that we have to uh, set up camp when we get to this peninsula. How, and... how long is this journey again, Nick? So arriving at the peninsula, you would probably get there. So it's still pretty early morning, right? Like, you guys went and attacked mm. the mayor, killed her, and came right back to Pops. Oh. Like, before, before 9 a.m., probably. So you're looking at probably three and a half hours before you get to this peninsula. Like, this is a this is a very good-sized block that you found yourselves in. Your ballpark is about three and a half hours or so before you arrive to the far side where Zor Zordon, where Gordon mm. is indicating. You did that to yourself. I did, and I've had to <laughs> I've I've had to restrain from it every single time I've said his fucking name. <laughs> if it takes it so we'll get there around noon. How do we all feel about uh making some headway during nightfall? Gaultier is, uh, does that go against your better nature without being able to, uh, to see in the dark? Uh, now, it would be safer for us to uh, journey during the day here, but of course, the morning has taken a bit out of us. It's a lot easier to keep a watch during the day, is all I'm saying. Much harder to watch your steps at night. How far behind our friend do we believe ourselves to be? Your understanding is probably two days. Yeah. Well, we've got two days ahead of us. Our chance, we can either try to make as much headway as we can and hope that uh, we don't encounter anything, um, or we rest and we travel by night when we won't be trapped by our compatriots. Okay, Nick, I want to try something. Okay. This might be really stupid. Based on our view, I, I assume coming in from the log, obviously we're at a lower angle, but we probably have a pretty good view because like we're on a body of water and things are pretty open. Uh, we can yeah. see this peninsula and the dome and stuff. Uh, because I have a proficiency in cartography. God damn it. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, can I can I tell like how how far of a distance, like obviously in rough terms, it is like, is two days enough that like we think that... Um, she would have been able to like go retrieve it she's already on her way home or is she like still journeying like 
what does two days translate to in terms of like mission parameters can i can i suss any of that out yeah roll a roll a knowledge cartography i don't know i don't know i don't know what that skill so, is related to but yeah so, i think we've rolled this before so nick what um attribute should i be applying here it's your call is it a wisdom or is it a dexterity because i'm not a turtle right like you you, you get to choose good try well, i mean I don't. <laughs> intelligent how, how the fuck is your dexterity gonna help you with cartography well i had to balance myself while i, I yeah i mean no you know. uh i think i think intelligence okay. is is the uh suitable modifier okay here. so that is uh uh fat zero for me so it's just proficiency here we go uh <laughs> Befitting this request, I have rolled a natural one. Hell, <laughs> oh yes. god! Hey, hold, hold on. Hey, my own party. Don't be so happy when I fail. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you understand how much I it, love it is rolling kind of natural ones. Looking at the dome and the direction of the peninsula, Galtier just has this moment of dread where it's we have to, we have to climb that. That is going to take us a week. Because he already has his supplies out, uh, he d- tries his damnedest to not portray the fact that he is clearly confused and instead sort of like fluffs this parchment around and keeps adjusting the quill. Says, well, now, we can see here a distance from the peninsula of the dome down there. It, uh, it appears that uh, well, it is, it is a bit of a journey, so, so perhaps we could make up some ground later on. Uh, Babitha, I think I'm still a, a, a bit adverse to marching during the nighttime, of course, but perhaps we have an opportunity to make up ground after landfall. Well, I mean, I see no reason not to make use of the daylight that we have. I just, just worry get about Eliza and their their current state, uh, as well as as black. It's not. Uh... It's not seasickness. I just hate it. Okay, oh. I think we've got a little bit of the seasickness. I've got something for that, Fucking darling. Really. One moment. <laughs> not, not careful there, Lass. You see what happened to it last time. <laughs> that, 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 oh, here's the that one. There we go, darling. Give it here, baby. <laughs> God. I may have just given Liza an experimental elixir. So, yeah, you get the feeling that this is going to take you forever. And in addition to that, as you're looking around, trying to get a judge, a, trying to get a good judgment on this distance and time, you see on the lock itself, there are small, almost clouds that kind of drift over the top of it in this like misty, wafty kind of manner. And every now and then they curl themselves up. It almost looks like it hits a pocket of hot air or something and it curls itself up. And the way that these things fall after they curl themselves up, there's like a big bulbous shape at the top and two lengthy shapes at the bottom. It almost looks like a humanoid shape that's moving across the top of the water until it recoalesces and it's a cloud again. And you can see this as you're looking around. There's not a lot to look at on this lake. You know, the scenery on the shoreline is really nice, but every now and then one of these clouds kind of forms, drifts around and then floats up into the shape of a person. And you see it float on every now and then. What the fuck did you give me? <laughs> is everybody seeing the the missing? I just want to say my eyes are vibrating, so I wasn't sure if it was. Well, now, of course, the name of this place is Mist Folk Lock. I believe those are the referenced 
Mist folk, yeah. Laza, you okay? I'm as good as I will be for now. <laughs> that seems like a no. <laughs> Gontier will uh, quietly sort of look at Mavis though and be like, I, I think perhaps you are correct. Our friend here may need rest sooner rather than later. You guys float across Mistfolk Lock for a peaceful couple of hours. It's very restful. Zor <laughs> Zordon. Gordon snarls and and chomps at the water every now and then, trying to do something to keep himself awake as he's swimming in this calming manner. Over the course of this couple hours, Liza changes everything about themselves 40 times. Just fully, <laughs> just full, like, body is just constantly, like, it's like a lava lamp of a human being for the next three hours. <laughs> like, hair going longer and then shrinking and then just trying turning from stuff. black to white to orange to green. Eyes changing color. It's, it's, it's kind of interesting that you know, this, this lock is so huge that it, this is certainly where Gordon lives, right? I like, love it. You joked about maybe there's a dragon turtle family over here, but this is a big enough lock that that's definitely a feasible thing that could happen. You guys float towards this peninsula, and as you reach it, you see that it juts out. You guys go around it a, a small ways. That's it's lined with these these evergreens and moss and boulders up the hill, stones that protrude towards the beach or towards the shoreline. And as you round the corner towards the other side, you see something in the water, maybe 200 yards off the shore. And you can't quite pinpoint what it is, but it's sort of just floating, bobbing around listlessly in the placid lake. I just want to speak from personal experience. I've never been on like a hallucinogenic drug or anything <laughs> before. I am quite basic. But when I've been incre very drunk, my sense of hearing is otherworldly. And I just, and I feel like I pick up things quicker. My ability to react is very bad, but I would like to roll a perception check just to see what I can pick up as Liza. Okay. Yeah, roll, roll it for sure. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a 10. <laughs> Liza can't pinpoint what what this deal is you don't smell anything weird you don't hear anything weird maybe some birds over in the in the woods that are chirping and fluttering around do they have seagulls in a lock there's a seagull over the lock clearly those are lock gulls. Oh, yeah probably the, there's some lock gulls flying over the lock um you hear the the basic sounds of of nature that you would as associate with where you are but nothing Nothing sticks out as out of the ordinary aside from this listlessly bobbing shape in the water. Gordon curiously swims towards the shape, and you see that this is a body in the water. Absolutely not, love. But, but help, help me he out. He swims here. up to it um, and nudges it with his. Are nose. you seeing this, Gordon? Um, this would be a standard-looking, well. Oops, Normal, average-sized human. Uh, Gauthier's gonna try to get to the front of Gordon and see if, and like, 
bring Babitha with him to sort of like grab him by the belt or whatever and see if he can fish this body out. Uh, Babitha will uh, send her rope of climbing, tell it to like tie itself around it, and um, hand the end oh, cool. to to Galtier, who's much stronger than she is. Oh, well, thank you. That's an excellent idea, Babitha. One moment, darling. Babity, wabity, and shooting forth from Babitha's <laughs> sleeve is the silken rope coming in handy once again, tying itself uh, firmly around the floating body's waist. Uh, Babitha catches the other end in her hand before it flies away and deftly hands it to Gaultier. There you go, darling. I think this should help. So the the clothing that you see this this man is wearing was wearing currently deceased body is wearing is like dirty gross crushing crushing clothing um it's kind of tattered and torn but it, it's getting the job done and as you drag this body up onto Gordon you roll it over and you see that its face is completely shredded from its skull nearly missing there's blood there's blood and grime and gross decomposition you can see the skull almost entirely can that the roll a nature check and see whether or not this happened uh pre pre decomposition yes. or as a result of decomposition i would like it if you all roll the nature check please As a dirty twenty, a fifteen plus five, darling. That's oh, a no. three, baby. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, oh no! That's a one. Well, it's a nat one. And I have what was yours, Matt? I'm sorry. Three. I'm really forgetful. I think it's because I got hit in the head with a hammer today. You didn't get hit in the head with a hammer. You hit yourself in the well, head. Well, a hammer hit him in the head. It's unclear. Look, uh, whether nobody's or not pointing fingers. Was... Okay. We, I'm not but here to blame anybody. Hammers. <laughs> How are you going to point fingers at yourself with your eyes you so can't crossed? Move your hand. <laughs> yeah. Babitha, as you're investigating this this body that you've just pulled up, a startling realization comes to you. It's not just the face that's missing, right? That's been torn off. You're looking at this at this body, and you're seeing that a lot of the flesh is missing from the torso and from even the legs have just been like shredded and ripped and eaten probably is what it looks like does this mm. look like the work of the mayor's piranhas no babitha what it looks like because of the broken cracked ribs and sternum similar to what ducky looked like before you helped him oh no babitha's blood cold and I think she even kind of recoils a little bit and seemingly uh, out of nowhere everything that happened that night in Tinctorum just starts flooding back to her and she starts going through that all again and, and he, the sounds that she heard in his chest and the look in his eyes and that horrible horrible sound as it bursts through and she her heart is racing and she's starting to sweat and tremble and she turns and looks at from Liza to Gaultier and back at Liza 
and just very, very quietly says, There's more of them. Well, oh, but there's more of them. Bowerth, what's going on here? More of what? It's like that horrible, horrible creature that we fought in Tinctorum. The one that oh. burst out of that poor orc's chest. The child? No, no, darling, not the child. We didn't fight the child, remember? The ch that that uh, part. Uh, Liza, why don't you just take a take a break there, friend? Babitha, you think the same thing happened to this fella happened to old Ducky down there? It looks exactly the same, Gautier, and I have to be honest with you, I... I don't fully understand how I was able to save Ducky. I, I, I truly don't. It, it, it's, it, it's horrific. It's monstrous. It's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I, I don't know how we're supposed to fight this or prevent it. I don't know if this is contagious. I mean, I suppose not. I hope not. We may have already been exposed to it. Oh no! Oh god! Oh god! And Babitha starts kind of pacing off, and uh, you see Blep go after her, and you can hear them kind of croaking to each other, and, and Grung is trying to calm her down. Babitha, would it help your studies and perchance take us closer to an answer if uh, you were able to study this man here? I think it may be uh, a bit improper of us to hold on to this man's body that serves no purpose whatsoever. Uh, we can take him and make a nice can or, or burial on the beach, but I, I do believe as a citizen of Crusher, this man would prefer any knowledge we could glean to potentially save the lives of others. Well, if Gordon doesn't mind transporting him back to land with us, we can we can have a look as we as we make our way through. Gordon, would you do us this kindness? In your distraction, you didn't even notice that Gordon has rounded this peninsula. He's just kept swimming this whole time. You're probably 20 yards away from this small 20, 30 foot dock that sticks out from the backside of this peninsula. And from where you're at, you can see this fairly well-worn trail that leads up Crescia Dome. And in response to your question, Gordon swims closer to the dock and says, Thank you, Gordon. I like that we're just gonna pull Chewbacca this, where we we just reply and, I mean, we really should be abusing this, right? Like we should just take Nick's agency away completely <laughs> and be like, "Thank you for the gold and the weapons, Gordon." <laughs> As a person who is potentially just tripping balls right now, I do think it would be funny if Liza just perfectly understood the <laughs> during the course of this. Yes, <laughs> just perfectly understood uh, and was just like. Yes. What was your question, um, Matt, to Gordon? Oh, I just asked if it would be okay to to, to bring this bring the body along. along. Yeah. He just snarls at you, Eliza. <laughs> you're tripping falls, and for just an instant, you can make out the sounds of this snarl and this growl, and you hear. But we've already arrived at our destination. What the fuck is Flap, was that you? <laughs> did, did anybody else hear that? Uh, we're you bumped here. gently <laughs> into this dock. <laughs> 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 
I like that for the rest of us, we just think Laz is doing like a stoner thing. Like we literally hit the dock and five seconds later, Laz is like, we're here. Laz, <laughs> 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 we understand. Thank you so much for your uh, help. No, as you don't were. get it. I I got I all understood everything for a second. It made sense. Yes, of course. You are unraveling the mysteries of the universe, my friend. But if you could uh, throw your arm around my shoulders here, we need to get you onto this dock. Now, well, I guess um, first and foremost, I guess uh, is it is it safe to disembark now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's kind um, of like pushing, holding himself up against the dock, and the the understanding is to yeah disembark. Blep um, jumps down. I mean, literally does a, a proper frog jump, and you're all... It's the first time that you guys have probably seen him do a full extension jump. It's so he's three, he's three foot tall, you know, as he's walking around, but when he's fully extended, you know, his legs are easily, you know, twice the length of his body. And he so gracefully lands uh, down at the bottom and lifts his hands up. And Babitha scoots on her butt towards the edge of the shell and says thank you Gordon I'm much obliged and she puts her hands up and she slides down the slide of his shell like a slide as what catches her and sets her safely down on the dock meanwhile Liza, Liza falls off how <laughs> dare will help Liza yeah yeah I was gonna say that Liza like is just gripping onto <laughs> Gaultier's arm as hard as they can and then as soon as it gets close to land they just do like I don't know a the Willy Wonka like fall forward but do like a, a uh what is somersault. that a somersault into just like standing and just like I am fine <laughs> we're all very impressed Liza for a moment Gaultier thinks he has fully dropped you whoa no no oh well okay that's one way to do it I suppose <laughs> Stuck the I landing. You, Love it. You were impressed. We'll bring the body with us, um, and once we all get disembarked, uh, I want to turn back to Gordon. Um, so, thank you so much, friend, for bringing us uh, this great distance. It was uh, truly a pleasure to voyage with you today. Uh, if by chance we need to come back to question in a hurry, might there be a way we could uh, use your services again? And then he nudges into the dock. This is the place right here. Is that a way for us to signal you? I mean, is there a stick you can hit a grate with? <laughs> he, uh, Gordon bumps into the dock, right? And then he swims off of it a few feet. And he lifts his, like, he lifts his massive dragon turtle head. And he smashes it onto the water. <laughs> Not, not going on, so we just need to make a, a big enough racket to get your attention under the waves. He again smashes and splashes. Well, once again, I'll reiterate, Gordon, uh, it was truly a pleasure traveling with you today, and I hope someday we can be counted amongst your friends, Life Pops. Uh, Humbled and honored, Gordon. Humbled and honored honored truthfully thank you so much for your service 
Relieved and terrified, Gordon. Relieved and... They mean that in the most complimentary of ways, of course. He almost dismissively Thanks. turns away from you and swims out into the lock 50 yards, 60 yards, splashes his head down one last time, and you see his jagged, pointed shell that you just rode on disappear under the surface of the water. You guys found the back route to Kresha Dome. Fuck yeah! Boop, boop, boop. Um, what's the what's the beach situation around this dock? Like, is it really rocky with the dock? Is there like a little sand going on? Like, what is what's the terrain like? And is there uh, any place sort of nearby that might make sense for setting up a spot to hang out? This scene that you're seeing around you is this twenty or thirty foot dock that sticks out, made out of long series of logs that are strapped together comfortable to walk on and it floats just fine and the width of the dock 10 feet goes up onto this trail that you see behind it and it immediately slopes upward the water or the shoreline that comes out of the water immediately slopes upward and is immediately covered in trees there's probably four feet where there's nothing where it's kind of rocky and dirty and gross but there's no way to like get to those areas. It's just, it's very rough terrain is what you're seeing immediately off the dock and then up the dock trail, immediately forest to the side. How diverse is this forest? Is like, are we just like looking at a wall of like all of the same type of tree or does this look like there's a bunch of different stuff going on? I'd peg it right about 90% evergreen. Okay. And maybe 10% miscellaneous aside from that there is some shrubbery uh well now it seems that we might have to make our way into the forest whether we want to camp sooner or later so perhaps we should take a little bit of advantage of the daylight here i wanted to have a look on the shell and then it turned out that we were already here so let me uh let me make a quick investigation here just to make sure there's nothing um we missed about this um Horror unfortunate so uh, can I can I also help Babitha? Galtier will do his best like assistant role. He's probably done like he's been the third guy in like a medic situation, so he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he can like hold tools or whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh that is a fifteen plus three, that's an eighteen. Um and what I'm trying to I'm basically doing like a the pathology report right i'm kind of like looking at this body i've obviously identified that what has happened is that this bug has come out but what i didn't have a chance to do with ducky is like look to see if he had any bite marks or look if there was like anything else that was kind of indicative of what was going on yeah um and so i'm just trying to get a sense of like is there any other information that i can glean from this body other than the fact that there's another bug out there while we have this moment, but do you have anything in your pouch maybe help Liza come back down a little bit? I think <laughs> what you've given her might have been a little too strong. You just pan over, and Liza is full just lawn dart, just <laughs> passed out. <laughs> Shoulders and head down on the ground, ass up in the sky, just fully just passed oh, out. Oh, no. Perform this medicine check with the aid of Gaultier Dejmo. What you come to realize 
looking at this body is after having seen what happened to Ducky and seeing the aftermath of this body, if it wasn't clear to you previously, this creature came out of this chest somehow and consumed the body in which it grew as its first meal. But more interestingly than that, what you find looking over this poor deceased man's body is a full pouch of various spell components and a small clear glass orb. Um, I would like to use my artificer's lore, uh, which means that whenever I, which I actually ironically get as a rock gnome, not as an artificer. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, when I make a, an intelligent, uh, a history check related to a magic item, alchemical object, or technological device, I get to add twice my proficient, twice oh, my shit. proficiency bonus. That's dope. Uh, instead of any normal, you know, proficiency bonus I apply. So that would get me a, a plus five to that history check, which I think is what I'd like to do if that feels appropriate. Oh, look at this. I think this this feels yeah. like something here. It's an 11 plus 5. That's a 16, darling. Oh, sorry. Once Babitha has, like, moved on from medical help and is fully in the realm of magic, Gauthier, I think, is going to realize that he uh, can't really help and head over to the lawn dart. Uh, and sort of try to gently shake Liza awake. Hey, hey, Liza, wait. I think my Babitha could use it. Come on, get up. Another cauldron call? So I used my Artificer's Lore, which gives me that uh, boost to, you know, check magic items or whatever. So what I'm trying to, to gain from this is, uh, you know, is this... Uh, that, you know, this appears to be a magic user, right? So I want to figure out, like, what this item is and if I can identify, you know, if it's, like, oh, no, I know that this is clearly indicative of, like, a warlock would have this kind of focus or, like, there's something about this that screams druid to me. Like, whatever. Okay. Like, whatever, you know? Like, whatever. Looking at these, at this pouch and this glass orb that you found, it's about the size of a grapefruit. You can obviously recognize that this is a spellcasting focus for this guy that didn't have much in life from the looks of his clothing. It's interesting to you that there would be magic casters like this in Kresha, somebody with a focus. You're looking through this pouch and you're seeing pieces of amber, vials of diamond dust sulfur there's powdered silver and drops of pitch there's different types of barks that are rolled up into almost little tiny scrolls it's very obvious that this person was a spellcaster and probably a proficient one at that this isn't just a, a natural spellcaster like a, a drow or a furbolg who can innately cast magic i just it concerns me that they were unable to help themselves at all when this seemed to take over. Oh dear, and I haven't found any identifying documents on them, so I don't know, maybe if we ever see, like, missing spellcaster used pretty orb for, like, flinging magic and shit. Like, if we see that on a poster, we can respond to it, but I... <laughs> I kind of feel like we're, um, 
spellcasting focuses are all, like a personal item, right? So maybe, like maybe asking right. asking around about who would have used one of these and have you seen him recently? Like you right. might be able to come up with an identification, you know? Yeah. Then uh, if that's all that we've been able to to glean, um, I think that we respectfully dispatch the body and start making our way towards the trees you guys were talking about resting so are you guys going to go up immediately are you going to rest down here towards dock and approach How? at night what are you guys does thinking it, does it look like does it look like we can find a better place to rest if we do go up the trail a little ways like because it seems like it yeah, wasn't great was where we are, or does it look yeah. like it only gets denser up there I feel like you know, in a in the regular world, sleeping up against uh, water is a good thing, like for safety mm -hmm. reasons. But in a D and D <laughs> fantasy setting where there was a bug that just ate the skull off of a human being, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably not the best. Is it possible for us to bury the body relatively short off the trail, so we're not hauling him up with us? Because I think that would be yeah. Galthier's preferred order of operations. Here would be do as nice a burial as we can get with this guy reasonably and then trek our way up and see if we can find a spot that's maybe a better spot to set up. Yeah, I think um, it's definitely, a, this is like a much more dense part of the forest than what we've seen so far. Uh, but there is, if you look back far enough, you can definitely find a, a place to, you know, dig and bury a body conceivably. Before we move on, I... Uh, I meant to ask this when I very first investigated the body, and so it just makes sense that I would uh, ask it in and amongst the medicine check, nature check, whatever. Um, can we tell, can Babitha tell how long this body has been deceased? That's a good question. Yeah, um, what was your, what was the result of your nature check? Uh, my nature check was an 18. Yeah. 18 hmm. um this this man's body this wizard's body the spellcaster's body is definitely less than a week old okay you can't quite pin it down granted you found him floating in the water um face torn off and all that but and how many days ago did the meteor land Five. I think this is probably day six day is what I'm counting. Day five or six? Yeah. Okay. Uh, from the looks of it, it's been uh, less than a week since this uh, poor fellow succumbed. So the correlation between the meteor and the terrifying chest burster bug seems to be... Perhaps correlation rather than... Causation. Yes, yes, that's what I was saying. Yes, um... <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Nick, <laughs> wait a minute. How are we supposed to yes and a text? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought I put it on silent. Babitha, you feel it uh, jerking around in your bag. You guys are... Galtier is, is digging this hole to try to bury this guy and you feel this jerking in your bag I pop open my bag there is 
a small black cauldron in the bottom of your bag, and you see it, and it just kind of shakes. <laughs> oh, what? oh, I think I'm getting a cold. <laughs> I think I'm getting a bottle of cold. <laughs> Babitha excitedly reaches <laughs> in uh, and uh, no sets, way. sets down the, the cauldron <laughs> on some twigs, and she's just like frantically trying to get a spark. You set this small fire, and what kind of concoction do you put inside this cauldron? Is it like, is it a potion? It's is it kind just of a water? potion. Or what so you, I, what I was put it? in, I put in water, and then I put in some like various herbs and components, and it kind of like turns into a, like at first it's kind of like a bubbly, caustic-looking brew, and then it levels out into like kind of a mirror-like surface. Like mercury, I think. Yeah, is what yeah, it like turns into like a liquid mercury. Oh, yeah. Like it starts as kind of a weird like broth that just kind of. For uh, the fantasy uh, version of it, Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Ooh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver S is the name of your carrier service. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Yes. You you quickly get this thing set up. Small little fire under this small cauldron, and it's shaking the whole Quicksilver. time. <laughs> The fire lights up. The quicksilver inside the cauldron starts to shimmer. And before you see a face, you hear a voice. This took you long enough to answer, Babita Barbich, didn't it? Oh, Krijetna, darling. It's so good to hear your voice. I was on the back of a dragon turtle, believe it or not, so it took me a minute to uh, be able to reach my cauldron. It was awful. It was awesome. It was I so cannot awesome. imagine a ride on a dragon turtle ever being an awful experience. This I, is simply impossible. It's simply impossible. I could not agree with you more, darling. Could not agree more. You must learn to enjoy the experiences of your life, Liza Ustrovicho. You, you should know this by now. You should, yeah, you gotta lean in, Liza. Lean I enjoy in. many things. I do not enjoy riding a nuclear weapon. I told you I would call you if I heard more of these meteors that you've seen. Yes. Now I call with both good news and bad news. Oh, I'm listening, darling. Well, dear Burbage, the good news is we have heard more of these reports out of Astrovale and Delane. Hmm. Okay. Okay, we, yes, I and mean, we the saw, bad news is... We saw them go there. Yeah. The bad news is... The coven might be irreparably lost as Maud Graham has lost her mind. What? Wait, who? Maud Graham. I'm very oh. aware that you are new to the coven, Liza. Maud Graham, the most powerful witch in the lands. I'm sorry, it's just extremely hard to understand your accent. It's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Graham has lost her mind and is incontrollably losing her powers as well. Kriyachna, please, please, you're, you're, uh, you're really, you're freaking me out a little bit here, darling. I need you to clarify what's going on, what's happening with Maud Graham, who's going insane. Also, how, how did the, uh, how does the call coming? I mean, yeah, this is your first time calling me. And so I just want to like, you know, we should, we should talk about any bugs in the system, but, uh, but after, 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 of course, of course, of course. What, so, so, so what's going on, darling? Mad Graham, she's fallen a bit ill and she has been delirious for a number of days now. Her magic seemed to 
occasionally just happen. It's rather terrifying for all of us over here. It started out with a bit of Dizzy and a little bit of maybe crazy, but I think, you know, she's a little bit crazy herself as not Graeme. But then the cough set in and she started to lose it. She started to, to, she could not breathe and she fell unconscious. Her delirium is the only thing that's keeping her awake right now. You, you said that uh, she, she, she's unconscious. Um, goodness, okay. Uh, uh, Kriya, I need you to do something for me. I need you to, uh, to take your ear trumpet and I need you to go and listen to uh, her, her chest and I need you to, to tell me what you hear. I, 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 pardon me, I, I assume that you... Are you there? Oh, absolutely not. I have no desire to be anywhere near her. None of the remedies are working. And we all know that the, the withering cough is rather contagious. Oh no, Creator, no I don't. Desire. I don't believe this is the withering cough. I believe this is something far more sinister. Uh, oh goodness! How uh, you, listen? You you must get in touch with the coven. Uh, I, I, you must let them know she needs to be isolated immediately. Uh, there may be. Uh, oh gosh, Creator! It's going around. There are many people. We are hearing many reports of withering coughs setting in all over. Oh dear. Oh no, Kriachna. This this is what what caused Victorum de Ponce to contact us out of Astrovale in the first place. Kriachna, listen, we had an encounter recently in Tinctorum shortly after we, we got off the rope after call with you. We we traveled through and we we, we came across a, a half orc man who was uh, suffering from the withering cough. We went to just, you know, give a little bit of a potion, you know, a little healing word here and there, tried to help him out and uh, created something truly monstrous uh, burst from his chest. It was, it was like, it was like a bug, but it was like the size of like a small dog, but like standing. It was horrifying. <laughs> it nearly took us out. Liza and I had to battle it. Gaultier was there. It was, it was awful. And I... Speaking the, of, speaking of Gaultier, Gaultier, roll me a... I sheathed myself. Um, <laughs> roll Liza me a themselves. survival check. <laughs> Liza, you need to learn to not cheat yourself. It was terrifying, Kriachna, I'm telling you. What can I say? Despite good constitution, bad butthole. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a seven. Oh my. <laughs> Gaultier, you... <laughs> seven. 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 <laughs> Gaultier, you're... Watching this conversation unfold, you're kind of admiring the quicksilver as it shimmers in this small cauldron, and... Just for a second, you like lean back and stretch around and just kind of look at the area around you. And you realize that this small clearing that you guys found, you can't quite pin it, right? But something happened here. So there was some sort of a scuffle and you can see that there is like leading down towards the dock where you guys came from. It looks like there's a faint trail of maybe blood or something. This lake looks so serene. It looks like nothing bad could ever happen here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so placid. Um, I would like to go over, since I noticed it, and sort of examine the blood um, and see if there is any corroborating evidence of uh, this bug stuff that we got going on. This bug stuff. Some Give me investigation juice. this time. Keep them bones rolling. Liza, oh, you... Go. 
made a detailed drawing of the bug, correct? Liza did use their wonderful skills to make beautiful bug. <laughs> Liza, darling, can you uh, can you grab that scroll with the with the with the illustration on it? It's rather urgent. We need to show Kreachna. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I I I have, I have drawn. Okay, I uh, <laughs> Liza Liza first uh, has to has to just like really quickly leaf through all of their like self portraits photos. of all of their different <laughs> selves, and then they find the bug and they're like, I don't think this was me. <laughs> At any point, I think this was bug. <laughs> Liza just like holds the piece of paper above the cauldron, like you're on like a FaceTime and you just oh, like no. hold something in front of the camera. <laughs> when your mom tries to show you one third of something. Yeah. yeah. When your mom tries to show you that Bible verse that they recently found. Are you leading me to believe that some form of chest burster like what you are showing me will find its way out of Mud Graham? Listen, there's no way of knowing for sure, Kriachna, but Most quite frankly, we cannot take the risk. And if this is spreading, and it is not, in fact, the withering cough, if it is, in fact, an even, oh, God's help us, uh, an infestation, uh, this is very serious. We, we, we need to get the word out immediately. You need to notify all of the sisters and brothers. You must uh, let them know that we must quarantine Absolutely. all with a withering cough. folks as well. This will be of the utmost significance. Kriachna. Do we not have more powerful druids or clerics, clerics that are part of the coven? I believe, I mean, wild shot in the dark. I cannot cast it. I've only heard of it. Greater restoration could potentially help in this cause. You raise a very interesting point. Perhaps the, the great druids of the Ash Forest will have something to say. We will try I to get in contact. Yes, Please the... keep us posted, Kriachna, and by all means, these creatures are incredibly, incredibly dangerous. I cannot stress this enough to you, and to be entirely honest with you, I, I don't fully understand how I was able to save this man after the, the, the wounds that he suffered. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's almost as if it was a, a hand of God. I mean, you could just like almost hear like two gods arguing over it in the background. Like and one armor. was, and one was like, I'll divorce you. And the other one was like, he lives. Um, but it's really strange how that happened. Uh, I did not uh, know that gods got married. Who officiates a god's wedding? A bigger well, god. There is always a bigger god. The elder god. Listen, there's a whole hierarchy. Gaultier, what did you roll? The term I've always heard is there's always a smaller <laughs> fish, but I mean... <laughs> I have used my tactical assessment ability, which uh, I burned a superiority die, and that is a 21. Oh, jinkies. That is pretty darn good. So you're investigating this trail of blood, right? It's pretty faint, and it's not necessarily... Um, it doesn't stick out to you in general, but as you're looking at it and you're kind of just like tracing, you know, where it went, where it came from, you notice that there is a certain area of the shrubbery off the side of the trail and it's kind of like broken and you can see some, something was brought back into the shrubbery as well. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to scope that out. I think 
I'm going to look back over and see that Liza and Babitha are still, um, you know, it, it, on this call dealing with the cauldron. And so Galtier will uh, take a look at that. Galtier, you step back off of the trail and you go back maybe five feet, 10 feet, 15 feet off the trail, just kind of looking around and following this. It looks like a trail off the trail, right? Where somebody was walking and you are just tracing it out and following it and look ahead and you see leaning on a tree, sitting on the dirt on a tree, chest exploded, blood falling off onto the ground, the body of a furbolg. Babitha, Liza, we got another one. Kriatra, it sounds, we found a body float. We found a body here. Nobody I'll tell you about that later. They're bodies. I have to get off of the cauldron call. Listen. We have at least three report. We have at least three, pres- one, one confirmed and three presumptive instances of these chestbusters. Please make haste. We will do everything possible. Find Victorum de Ponce and Astravale and Jessam Slate out of the lane. Victorum and Jessam, got it. They have reports of the sky's fallings. Your, uh, I just want to say, did not understand what you say because language bad and your voice worse. But please <laughs> tell me again names of people and places, please. <laughs> With, with spelling, phonetically. You're looking for Victorum de Ponce. De Ponce. And Jessam Slate. I already like this guy. Jessam. Jessam is 100% a good old boy from the South. That motherfucker <laughs> has said words that are not okay in the world anymore. Okay? Hold on. Why would you but slander a, a, a noble name such as Jessam and perhaps the de Ponce family? These all sound like fine folk. <laughs> DuPont's is in Astervale and Slate was in Delane? Uh, yes. Okay. Babitha and Liza, please roll me perception checks. Hit them hard. God, I have rolled just like dog shit the last couple episodes. Uh, 11. So that's five. Liza, you turn to head towards um, where Galtier just said, we found another one. And you just kind of catch... Fuck. Shit. Lysa, don't like this. Galtier, I think at this if they aren't if they don't rush over to the underbrush, I think he's sort of walking back over to them instead of just shouting across however far away we are. Liza's going to immediately sprint and just tackle Galtier. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Roll a roll a uh, uh, grapple. I think it's a grapple. like this is gonna be a grapple for sure, right? So do I contest this? Well, I think it's... Well, do you want to? <laughs> do I get a surprise round? Uh, yes, absolutely. Surprise round. You're going to take disadvantage if you try to contest this. Because what the fuck? Well, I mean, if I'm surprised, I don't see it coming at all, right? Every step they take towards Galtier gets larger. Just like Warren Sapp by the time you get to me. <laughs> oh my god. But like, but like the shoulder pads are just your shoulders. <laughs> what is the, oh my god! Role, what's the actual attack? Uh, so Liza's now canonically Warren Sapp. Um, <laughs> just saying, Warren Sapp if they were non-binary. But I honestly, uh, I don't know what a grapple check is. I think it's just strength, so right? The normal grapple rules are um, athletics for the grappler, and then athletics or acrobatics for the person trying to not get grappled. 
Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. But in this case, I think if it's if we're calling it a surprise round, I don't think I react at all. So I don't know what you want. <laughs> I don't know how you want to set a DC or whatever. But I think Gothia's getting. Uh, this is this is a wide receiver over the middle right here. This is bad. I have to say, I'm going full Troy Polamalu circa 19, getting... <laughs> like uh, 2007, and I'm gonna lay you the fuck out. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it a straight right. It's a flat footed, just a base dex AC right. You're just trying to hit a target that's not not trying to like oh. hit him, right? So like whatever yeah. your dex is, Galtier, uh, add that to ten. I think is how you get base AC. Do you want my my dex modifier plus ten? Yes. Okay, so that sets the DC at thirteen. Okay, so you're aiming for a DC thirteen to tackle. And I have a plus zero to athletics. I would have a minus one, but because I'm a bard. Uh, and I forget what the what the thing is. Jack of all trades. Yeah, jack of all trades. I'm at plus zero. So, uh, if I get a nat twenty, you guys will see me sprint out of the uh, frame. Look, if you get a nat twenty, I'm making a new character. Galtier dies. <laughs> Galtier just dies. If I get a nat one, I will also sprint out of frame because I was so. I, either way, I'm so happy. Do it. Roll it. Let's see it. God damn it! That's just like the most. He comes Boring shit. I got a 10. Just a flat 10. <laughs> I'm the most average motherfucker. Plus? Zero. Oh, right. Yeah. You suck. Liza, you you run up and you try to tackle him. You trip a little bit or you jump just a little bit early. You land low. Galtier is standing there going, what the hell? And then... Get down, my brother. Coming from the side of the trail, this green and yellow insectoid creature with these long sharp spiky clawed arms flies through the air and also tries to tackle Galtier. The creature flies through the air. Galtier, tell me, just really quick, I'm just curious. Does a 23 hit you? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. I want to say before uh, you make this very scary and try to murder us with your bugs, uh, Max, the reason that Liza unsuccessfully attempted to tackle Gaultier is they hit a little low and didn't realize that there is a frame to the top part of his pants, like an old school dress. <laughs> He's very fancy and there's a lot of material in there. And you and you olayed me? <laughs> you olayed me with your man uh, skirt? No, no, hold on. It's just a skirt. Um Yes, Nick, to answer your question, a 23 will hit. Okay, I'll tell you what, Galtier, why don't you take six points of damage as this creature lunges, he lunges through the air, it slashes at you, uh, it tries to tackle you, but uh, mechanically is unable to. The creature lands on the ground beside you, Galtier, and Babitha, from behind you, you hear... Roll them bones kids uh, it's bones time bones, bones, we, are, bones, we are truly bones. so fucked i have no spells <laughs> oh it's a 17 for babs it doesn't look great seven <laughs> oh that's a 15 for your man got the air liza 17. just full ate a rock just as they went for the tackle just ate a rock <laughs> Yeah, this combat starts and Liza is face down on this path, like having just fucked up a tackle. <laughs> uh, so funny. 
Babatha, you you are up first, and you see this creature. It's Liza tries to tackle him from the front as this creature leaps through the air from his side, completely flanking Galtier. Flies through the air, slashes down at his armor, and you hear something from behind you as well, moving through the underbrush. So how far away am I from Liza and Galtier? Like the, what's happening to them? So they're going to be up a slope, probably 15 feet ahead of you. Okay. Uh, so then what I want to do, um, so I can hear it, but I cannot see it. Correct. Okay. Then... Babatha hears that. She reaches down and grabs the nearest rock uh, that's by her and kind of hefts it in her hand. And uh, she just turns towards Gaultier. You know, she can see, you know, she's got kind of a clear shot of this, like, giant green and yellow bug or whatever and uh what looks like she just chucks it and what looks in like a fairly you know lackadaisical uh attempt and yet the rock flies true it flies straight from her palm directly at the bug uh the bug needs to make a dexterity saving throw i'd argue that if it's in combat that it maybe doesn't see this happening but go ahead <laughs> the bug itself rolled a 14 on the save that is a big old drats nick rolled worse okay sorry wait a minute on a failed save the objects the on a failed save what spell are you casting catapult choose one oh. object weighing one to five pounds object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet if the object would strike a creature, that creature must make a dexterity saving throw. So the point is that if it, the object stops, right, on catapult, if they make like whether or not, so that it doesn't like daisy chain, but and there's the other damage, but I don't, I don't think they take all the damage. Okay, so then it doesn't take any damage. No, it's just the way it's worded. It's confusing. Choose one object weighing one to five pounds within range that isn't being worn or carried. The object flies in a straight line up to 90 feet in a direction you choose before falling to the ground, stopping early if it impacts a solid surface. If the object would strike a creature, that creature must make a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, the object strikes the target and stops moving. In either case, both the, both the object and the creature or solid surface take 3DA bludgeoning damage. Sounds like it takes it. Oh. Oh yeah, so I think I think the operative part there is that it's it, it so it takes it takes damage, but it stops. So it still takes damage. So it doesn't blast through like a bunch of stuff. That's interesting. What well, that's a first level. I mean, that's that's what it reads. I think I think it takes the damage. Okay. It says Amy. it's like in a whole separate sentence. It says when the object strikes something. The object and what it strikes take three d eight. Yeah, I think I think it really is. You're just rolling to see if it, like, if the object stops. It stops. Okay. I might do a little deep dive into that later, but I but I think that it takes. Oh, I think it you takes know what? It makes sense though. So if you shot it at a line of enemies, if you passed your save, right, they would jump out of the way yeah. entirely, right? Right. That's it's, oh, not yeah, failed, it's not a failed save, but it passed its save. Yeah, so it doesn't take any damage. So it doesn't. It does not strike yeah. it, and it does not stop moving. It shoots another seventy-five feet into the forest. Okay. That's we we, we accidentally switched the order of yeah. fail pass and <laughs> and uh, in that seventy-five feet, presumably, 
there will be an innocent uh, squirrel. Oh my gosh, you actually kill a, a, a forest gnome that was in the trees. It's crazy. A fully sapient person who just happened to be around. Jesus I said a chipmunk Christ. and you were like, no, we killed a, we killed it's a, a it's person. A, it's a sentient person. Um, what does Blep do? Uh, Blep, um, what a turn. Uh, what a turn. Blep obviously Eldritch Blasts. Uh, As is tradition? As is tradition. Um, let's see, man. So, so that 16 to hit. And 16 hits. Oh my god. And then that does five points of force damage. Yes, oh, and actually, uh, also what happens, what technically happened right before Blab, but we'll say that it happened simultaneously. Hubbub the Hurry Staff is going to shoot over and get a hit in. Oh my. Roll for D4. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not throwing it across the room. Hell yeah. That's two points of bludgeoning damage, or four damage. I love it, but I'm going to have to ask you to roll the hit first. Sorry. (laughs) That's a net 20! Ooh, with the hurry staff, dang. Your bones got rolled. Let's get critical. (laughs) It says I'm going to die. You're welcome. Thanks, Max. Oh, oh, that was excellent. Uh, We cannot be that aggro every time. But hey, so uh, I got right, a nat so... 20, which means that's double damage, which means yeah. that's eight points of force damage. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you strike true. Well, the hurry staff tri- strikes true anyways. Bub. And you hear from behind you, you hear this, as the leaves are kind of shaking and you hear the, the rubbing of chitin. Correct. The rubbing of chitin on chitin as this creature steps out of the shrubbery right behind you, Babitha. You turn backwards, and the creature is going to strike at you. Does 14 hit you? No. Simultaneously, Galtier, as you are recovering from Liza's attempted tackle and the successful tackle from this creature as it jumped at you, it's now on the ground the size of a small dog standing and it reaches up its giant spiked scythed arm and rakes it down on you again hey shit Ooh, i rolled the same thing 23 jesus christ we've been over this nigga doesn't hit oh i'm sorry oh that one's gonna hurt though uh it's the same six points of damage jesus okay there we go Galtier, it's your turn now Help! Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going. Uh, I will plunge my rapier into uh, this bug. I straight uh, up thought you I... said SpongeBob in there somewhere, and I was real confused. <laughs> Guys, pour, pour one out for Gautier. That is uh, what we call down here a Madrigola natural one. Ooh, yowza. Unfortunately, a natural one is going to be a miss. Uh, what? I know. Can you believe it? Um, 
I am. Let's go extra. I'm gonna action surge and do it again. Hell yeah. Hot. Ooh, a little bit better. Do you remember that time that Galtier said burn him if you got him? And then later in that very same day, there was a combat with this very similar creature that nah. nearly killed him? Liable and slander. Uh, that is, that's a 17. 17. 17 does hit. Okay. Uh, oh, pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. That is uh, 10 points of piercing damage. 10. It's not nothing. I'll tell you that. Okay, this thing's still... Izu's throw it shell. Oh, is it uh, still your turn? Yeah, I would like to... I, we can move on. I'm just going to tell you I'm using my bonus action to second win. Ooh, nice. Um, Lizu Strovichel, prone on the ground at Galtier's feet. Lizu Strovichel, fully fucked. Changeling bard, at your service. <laughs> so, Liza has zero bardic, zero spells, and uh, is, again, full lawn dart. Head, shoulders, <laughs> thrust into the ground, ass up in the sky. And... They look over. How far would you say they are from the water? Ooh, you guys are a good 50 yards from the water. Fuck. Yeah, There's I mean, no you, you way. Went up, you went up the trail a little ways <laughs> to find a burial site for for your buddy. Fuck. You're not a long ways off, but, I mean, in, mechanically speaking, to try to get to the water, you're a little ways. Like, like five rounds? Yeah, ballpark. Um, Wait, are you trying to go back for Gordon already? Yeah, fuck you, <laughs> dickhead. Help me, Gordon. You are my only hope. It's a fucking dragon turtle. What do you want me to do? F sit here with my fucking liar and just be like, oh, I believe in myself. No, I'm going to go get the fucking dragon turtle. You would have a dagger if you didn't sell it to Billiam and Tresha. I have a rapier and a, and a short oh, bow. Hit this guy. What are you waiting for? The way I'm rolling, fucking I'm waiting for my luck to come back. Buddy. The way you're rolling, yeah, you're bound. It's It's bound to happen. Natural 20 right here. I'm calling it. That's that's absolutely 100% not how odds works. But okay. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Uh, so Liza's going to use half their movement to stand the fuck up <laughs> because they are a lawn dart. And then they're going to attack. We Can Liza see the uh, behind Babitha? Um, yeah, if you stand up and look around, you can see it, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to... Lysa's going to draw their short bow and attempt. Great. Sick. Wonderful. <laughs> Somehow I get the distinct impression that you don't think this is sick nor wonderful. Guys, that's a six. So that's a natural two. Oh, no. Wait, you have a minus... Oh, no, no, natural two. Sorry. So, I mean, look, it wasn't a natural 20. But when you think about it, it could have been worse. Hey, Nick. <laughs> um, I just want to let you know, in group therapy, we always tell each other no silver linings. I'm going to extend that to right now. I got to go. Hey, Babitha, it's your turn. <laughs> Why has this had a rough day? Babitha throws the first rock, and it zips past the, the bug who just happens to step over it deftly, not even realizing exactly what's happening. And you see her just 
stamp her foot down on the ground in just like a bit of frustration and she picks up a bigger rock. She really, you know, gets a good grip on this one and oh, no. <laughs> she throws it again. And this one, again, just beeline straight for, uh, straight for the bug that uh, was attacking Gaultier. Roughly the size okay. of an official NFL football. Roughly, yeah. So, can please make a dexterity saving throw? Wait, now you're throwing footballs at dogs. It's more like the size of a gourd painted to be the head of a person who died recently. (laughs) Like a decorative gourd. Natural nine. Thirteen. No, yeah, twelve. Twelve, twelve, twelve. Twelve means that you fail, my good dude. Three D eight. Three D eight. So that. Three D eight. Four. Plus. That's nine total. Nine total against the one that's by Galtier or the the one that is by Galtier? The one that's standing next to Galtier is not in great shape right now. This rock that you've thrown into it smashes into the chitin and cracks open the whole side of this creature. Well, it is a bug, so I don't think it's probably ever in great shape because bugs are close to dying at all moments. Yeah, you know how hard it is yeah. to get abs when you have an exoskeleton? Incredibly <laughs> hard. Um, what's your name, frog person? Um, Bleep. It is your turn, Blood. Names are hard, guys. Actually, first, it's Hubbub's turn. Oh, okay. That's only a seven to hit. I'm going to say that's a miss. A seven is, in fact, a miss. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then Blep's gonna fucking Eldritch Blast this bitch again. Actually, Blep's gonna Eldritch Blast the one that's attacking Babitha. Okay. That's an 18 plus 3, that is a 21! Yeah, that'll do it. That's certainly a hit. (sighs) Happy Croaks. Happy Croaks! Uh, And that's 1d10. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Here you are. Five points of damage. There we go. Still up, not looking great. He's been Eldritch Blasting, is burning all down his back. It hurts so bad. Uh, but guess what? It is the creature's turn who is confronting you and Blep. And as you're staring at it, this creature it raises its two like scythed arms and it brings them down, slashing, slashing through the air. And you see this, their arms slice through the air cut into the ground and in this ethereal purple burst of smoke it disappears fuck Galtier you see in front of you in a purple ethereal mist of smoke please no another one of these creatures right next to you oh god fuck and it's gonna strike I don't think I got you this time. 15? Uh, 15's gonna miss. Ooh, okay. So the teleport, magical teleporting creature misses you. But the second one gets to make a move now. Nick, is this just a horde mode level? I'm not even kidding. I've just rolled another natural 18 for a 23 with the same creature. This one creature has hit you three times the same way. I'm not even kidding. 23, again, doesn't hit. Really? Then why am I rolling damage on it? I don't get it. Well, once again, asking you to not hit us. 
I once again I'm, am here dude, asking you, please don't hit me. I'm not even joking. Uh, that's six more damage. I rolled another three. This one creature is the most consistent enemy that I have ever played in my life. <laughs> uh, that hurts. At least, I don't buy at least it. Something's happening. Um, Galtier, it's your turn to. How do you respond to that? Uh, I would like to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stab uh, Captain Consistent over here. <laughs> we can't keep having natural 18s. No, 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 no. Uh, that's a 15. Uh, 15 is a miss. Uh, um, so in relation to Galtier, Liza, and these two bugs, where are we sort of formationally? So Babitha, Blep, and the Hurry Staff, the Hurricane, are 15 feet behind you. Um, they're kind of facing away as they were addressing this enemy that came from behind. You guys are up the slope a little ways towards the portion where this trail starts to narrow. Um, Liza is standing immediately kind of back into your left. And these two creatures are, one is immediately in front of you, and one is immediately in front of you and to the right, like, next to his buddy. Okay, so then I am going to... Does that help you? You're right yeah. off the trail on each side is, like, the underbrush and the trees. Yeah, I was... I was. I just wanted to see... I wanted to keep myself <laughs> it, ready for interception to help keep Liza up. So that's that's good. I'm going to stay put, and I'm done. Gotcha. Liza Strovica, what can you do in these situations? Panic. <laughs> Please roll to freak out. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sanity check. <laughs> Freaks the fuck out. I guess there's literally nothing else that Liza can do. Tell me if you guys think this is a good idea. <laughs> Liza's going to turn into Oris and oh. like wave at the bugs. Mm-hmm. Like purple, pinky, ether, and all using your one spell, your minor minor illusion. Yeah, using Minor Illusion as a, as, oh, well, no, I can't do both because th they're both actions. Is there a way for me to draw these bugs away? You know. For what it's worth, Liza, these, both of these bugs look very beat up. I roll too far. <laughs> fuck! I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. If you're rolling to fuck and you shout fuck, is that a success? <laughs> the, the consistency in this combat is unbelievable. <laughs> Liza did not microdose they fully <laughs> macrodosed they are tripping balls this is all a nightmare and that was a natural two again so the consistency is insane um, yeah get it whatever it is i don't want it liza is going to you're about to get it gross. um <laughs> i guess liza will go over to babs yeah run over to Babs and basically just like post up trying to keep them safe. Okay. Speaking of Babs, what's going through Babs and Blep's mind right now? Uh, honestly, I think Babitha and Blep are both truly afraid right now. Uh, Babitha has realized that she's uh, kind of like hit her, she's tapped out on spells and she's has no idea she knows there are these two here but what if there are more and she reaches to her side and grabs a dagger and uh, flings it at the one that is closest to Gaultier that's an 11 11 is a miss Babitha uh, the dagger we that... yeah we still have her yeah. action 
Yeah, the dagger flings past. Babeth goes, shit! And you see Hubbub the hurry staff uh, kind of do almost, it's like a, the, the, the feet of the, the hurry staff attachment are firmly planted on the ground, but the stick itself almost does this kind of like swooping uh, circular motion on its base and whips itself over to hit the bug. That's a 14 to hit. 14 misses. Shit! And oh. it misses. Blep, poor seeing this, his heart starting to race. The, the dagger has missed. The the staff has missed. Liza is running away back towards us, uh, either to help us or get help. He doesn't know. And so he shoots out another uh, crackling bolt of energy and Eldritch blasts this bug. You might be Galtier's only hope. <laughs> help me, Galtier. You're my only hope. My only hope. That's a 17 to hit. Blep got another one. Woo, fuck yes. Okay. Let's see <laughs> what we get on the D10. Okay, I mean, right now, I'll take it. Come on, baby. Big money, no whammies. That's four points of force damage. <sighs> Cracks the chitinous shell. The exoskeleton crumbles. The creature falls to the ground. It's still trying to like slash as its its body is like curling up. Just slash, 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 and it stops moving. That's one disgusting, vile, evil creature dead. But what about the bug? <laughs> Galtier, you're gonna get hit by this other guy still though. Probably not. I don't know, man. She, He's well, probably going to roll a 23, and we all know that doesn't hit. You know, so. in, in my eyes, she just killed not Natty 18 bug. You know, tw 24 bust, so. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 24 bust? Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Natural 7. <laughs> you <laughs> got me that time. Okay. Good. Hey, does, you deserve does, uh... it. You deserve nothing. You get nothing, good you sir. You get nothing. Okay. I'm pretty sure I missed that one. No bonus can hit that. Your AC is nasty. Um, yeah. That it's is 24. Galtier, Galtier, it's your turn as this creature tries to slice down and you you nimbly lip, leap to the side, avoiding the, the clawed arm, the bladed um, arm. Galtier is looking pretty rough at this stage, and you could see that a lot of his um, sort of battle movements were about positioning himself and making sure that uh, he could protect Liza and, and creating firing lanes for Blap and for Babitha. And now that we are in single combat, his chest sort of puffs up. The rapier <laughs> comes out and he takes an almost like court dueling stance that you guys probably haven't seen a ton of. He says, well, now this is the way that I prefer to fight. Uh, and I will <laughs> take another rapier strike here. <laughs> oh, no. Please be in that one. Now, we have discussed previously <laughs> the names of certain roles here in Madrigal, and of course, this is the most natural of them all. A one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that one. That's a big fat natty one for me. <laughs> because it you because of what you said right before that, honestly, prefer this outcome. No. But that's I just me. You know, you know what happens? You step to the side and you say your cool fancy stuff and as you're as you're like flourishing your rapier, you fucking drop it. 
Perfect. It just Damn. flies out of your hand. Perfect. Liza, can you do anything to save your best friend? That would be me, in the case there's any confusion. I seem to have dropped my sword, you see. <laughs> How far is Liza from Galtier? You're looking at 15 feet. Okay. Uh, Liza's going to... What kind of sword do you have? It is mechanically a rapier. It is a sort of a Cola Marshy type thing in the narrative. Okay, so it's a rapier. Uh, Liza is going to run over, grab the rapier, and then jump and try and stab this bug. Do it. Just two do swords, it. two swords. I'm so excited. How's your gold? How's your dex, Gaultier? Pretty good. <laughs> okay. As I'm Make running over, <laughs> as <laughs> get ready, fucker. Uh, tackle me. In uh, the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. What I'm gonna do is, Liza's going to run over, toss their bow and quiver to G, and then pick up the rapier and try and like stab the bug. So I it's like basically. It. It's so I don't have to, it's basically like dropping the, your dropping rule, where if we drop yeah. our thing, we can pick up something else, so. I like it, yeah. I'll allow it. And I'm proficient with. Rapion. Yeah, with. Yeah, let's do it. Hit him, hit him, hit him. Sick, dude. That's just so <laughs> sick. Uh, just fucking nailing it over here. Uh, that, that's a, that's a 12. That's a big fat miss. After such a cool little narration too, just a big whiff. You you pick up the sword and you scoot in to make this strike or this rapier. I'm sorry. You move in. You pick up the rapier and you scoot in, lunge in to make this strike. And as you make the strike, the rapier hits the exoskeleton of the creature and it clangs off to the side. Clang. You didn't drop it. I wish I could say that you did, but you didn't. Babitha. Can you do anything to help your two best friends? Babitha reaches down and grabs one of her uh, her blepized darts and uh, hucks it towards the remaining insect. That is a natural 19 plus 3, a 22 to mm, hit. Chef's kiss. Roll your damage. That's five piercing damage. The five points of piercing damage. I would also argue that they're poisoned, but it's fine. Well, do well that here's why that's irrelevant. Wow, brutal. The dart strikes true in almost the same location that your catapulted rock struck through, and this creature's chitinous shell cracks into its body with force, and you see it stagger to the side. It recovers. It staggers to the side again before it falls twitching and then dead oh, you've solved my evil creature monster puzzle da, 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 that was a da. fucking puzzle well that's the only way I can justify you guys having a hard time with it immediately Liza sprints off to the water to go get Gordon they're ready to get the <laughs> fuck out of here peace out yo and you know what? You guys all level up. <gasps> so da 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 in a big way. Right? Yay! And we'll pick it up at this very point next time on Knucklebone. Fuck yeah, quack quack. Hey, good job, quack quack. <laughs>
Nice, nice combat and all that. What, how do we, how do we not, after doing so many of these, have any fucking clue how to react to these exciting moments? The only way you get into Mr. Jessam's place is if you get him a dozen sarsaparillas right quick.